2: and welcome to football season Yeah. Here on yeah. Yeah. inside the SWBC podcast studio. The team is set for all intents and purposes. We've got college football tonight. We've got cowboys college football on, on Saturday. We got Cowboys. We've on got the, field. the Giants next week, mm-hmm. and yes. There are football players on a football field right now. On a beautiful, beautiful Thursday by Everybody's looking outside. Everyone at the start
1: is looking outside. 75 degrees. Field. How about mm, that?
2: 75 is nice. degrees? Is that what it is? Well, that's what it was, I think, when practice <laughs> began. Rising it's, quickly. It's rising to it 79 is. degrees <laughs> right now. And it is a Bombing 97 for the high today. That cold front <laughs> came through. <laughs> and so they didn't need to change practice to go uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. Or they start the press
1: conference at 7.30. Yeah, and
2: you were up bright and early. For I them. was. Mm. So what time did you leave the house? I left the house at 6.32. You beat the rush hour traffic. I did. Here. Very good.
3: If because you're before 7, you're good. You know if what? you're uh, before uh, 7
1: a.m. Uh, what occurred to me is my patience driving to work uh, got ruined in training camp because I walked five minutes to work uh-huh. in Oxnard. Like from your room to the field. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can still have some
3: traffic problems
1: there. No, no. <laughs> if it's a lot of people walking. No one's in my way. <laughs> I forgot about the traffic, especially since school started. Right?
2: Speaking of training camp, I have I am approaching today with a clear mind mm. because I stayed l- Late at work last night, and I got my expense report done oh. for, from two weeks in Oxnard. That's been hanging over my head for three weeks now. Don't you hate it because you oh, start procrastinating, right? Yeah, and I'm yeah. sitting there. Okay, I'm, okay, I got to prepare for these preseason games, so I'm not going to do my. Because I knew it was a, at least a four-hour process when you're, you know. And you should have stayed up last night because it was a full moon anyway. Well, I, and I so I I got working on it at work last night, and I stayed there and got got it done and so it is really football season for me
1: so do you think the cowboys got all their roster manipulations done um that's the question for you
2: Oh, no. I'm asking you guys, are you, are you happy I with think, what they did? Oh, that's a different question. You asked... Well, if you're that. asking
3: if we're happy, then
2: that's up to you as
3: well. Oh, okay.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> if Mickey ain't happy, yeah, ain't We, we ain't happy. happy. That's right. Um... And there still could be some jockeying for position, and there could be some things. But why don't you explain what's going on with the practice squad right now? And then we we actually need to get into the cuts themselves. Right. Explain what's happening with the C.J. Goodwins of the world on the practice squad. Yeah, so C.J. Goodwin,
1: they put on the practice squad. Uh, He's a vested veteran, so he didn't have to go through waivers. And they basically told him, look, don't go anywhere. We're going to pay you. We're putting you on the practice squad. Uh, we'll use the first three weeks. You'll call be called up to play in the game as part of the 48. And you and, get your full salary if you get called up each week. Right, exactly. And uh, and then what they're kind of playing the odds that maybe somebody gets hurt, uh, and you can put him on after his three call ups. You can put him on the 53 man roster. Uh, and this allows them to keep a younger guy uh, that they didn't think would get through waivers. And having said that, uh, the only guy they wanted to keep that didn't get through waivers was Isaiah Land. Mm -hmm. The Colts claimed him on their 53, so they didn't get the young kid uh, through that they were grooming to be a linebacker slash pass rushing defensive end, mm-hmm. so I think that was the one thing that they probably uh, regretted. Thought it was going to get was going to happen, but uh, it it certainly didn't. So now they had some other guys that I think they would have signed to the practice squad, but they chose uh, to sign with other team practice squads. Uh, Wide receiver Dennis Houston uh, signed to the Giants practice squad. Jabril Cox Mm -hmm. probably was looking around and going, all right, they're not thinking much of me. I'll try this in Washington. And then Will Greer, I think another guy was playing the odds uh, because McCarthy had said the day before that they would be willing to sign him to the practice squad and have four quarterbacks. Uh, But he chose to... Signed with Cincinnati on the practice squad, and I think what he was looking at was at the time Joe Burrow still wasn't practicing. Uh, That changes. But he did yesterday. (laughs) But he did yesterday. And uh, so.
2: Other than that, the only other backup they had was Jake Browning. Oh, and that's the other part of it is he's competing. Once he learns right. the system and, you know, a month from now or whatever, then he could be the primary backup for exactly. Joe Burrow. And Jake if Burrow wasn't option. ready, Browning would have to start and they would have to elevate him. Because they let Trevor Simeon go, a guy with more experience. Yeah. So, so there was there was more of an opening at the end in uh, Cincinnati than there was anywhere else. Yeah, probably. there was, and there was no opening here. Right, he was going to be just the
1: practice squad unless there was multiple injuries. So uh, those were the four guys I think they wanted back, or would have brought back maybe. Uh,
2: but they could be uh, in a situation in Cincinnati too, depending on what they decide to do now, especially with Burrow's injury concern. Where they may elevate Greer for the first three weeks of the season from the practice squad, right. so they have a third quarterback. And actually, actually no, you, that doesn't work. You can't do it. You can't. No, no, you, it doesn't. The third elevate. quarterback rule doesn't work. Has from to the be practice on the squad. fifty-three. Yeah, he's got to be on the fifty-three. But
1: still, if Burrow, you know, hadn't practiced, say he practices today. Now I'm assuming because it's Joe Burrow with three practices next week, he's ready to start. But you know. What if he's not? Uh so I think he he was looking, you know, financially at it and
2: opportunity uh signing with Cincinnati. And um so let's go back to cut day on Tuesday and um what were your what was both of you's take on uh what happened and uh any surprises as far as that goes. Um
3: before I don't, before spad goes, I got this. I have this surprise uh player I don't think we talked about him uh he wants to break a generational curse Cowboys safety Juanier Thomas Juan Thomas
1: mm-hmm. great yeah. story well he was on the practice squad last year okay okay um well he wanted to make the 53 man roster yeah, yeah and and he did-hmm uh, a big safety yeah that is bigger than I remembered when I talked to him mm-hmm. uh, in training camp. Mm-hmm. He's like one. I think they listed him at 215. Yep. He looks heavier than that. I mean, this is a strong-looking guy. He's a young 215. Yes.
2: Because I'm 215. And, uh, and I, don't, I don't look <laughs> like him. It's, it's different 215. Yeah. You know, I, it's <laughs> like when I, when I interviewed Dak uh, and I asked him before we interviewed or sat down during training camp, he said he was at 225 pounds, 228, something like that. I'm like how come your 228 looks different than my
1: 228 a lot different
2: yeah
1: anyway so wanye uh, they had him playing a lot of safety but also in the nickel defense moving him up into like a linebacker spot but did you know about his story did you know oh, yeah. about the, the i i i didn't know the part about his dad burning down their it's crazy, house crazy man yeah this is crazy was. uh but he had played at Georgia Tech played well uh and um I saw that they were kind of using them some on uh, returns. Mm-hmm. And so when I first – this was the first couple of days of training camp, and I asked him, I said, so did they use you at on returns at Georgia Tech? And he goes, oh, yeah. I said, were you good at it? He goes, go look at my tape. <laughs> <laughs> Probably said video. Right? right. And I said, okay, we will do. So I went and looked. It was pretty impressive, mm-hmm. right? He had a couple of returns for touchdowns. Nice. Uh, and so, a guy that big and that fast. Uh, so, I told him yesterday, "I hey, I went and looked. Mm-hmm. You were right. Yeah. So, uh, he, he, I think it was be, early
2: in camp. Uh, you may have been with me talking with uh, John Fossil about Wanye. And it was almost as if, Fossil didn't want the, cat, yes, to, yes, the, the yes. cat to be let out of the bag. <laughs> I guess that's uh, why
3: the story that, you know,
2: was lost on that, me. You know, He was one of those that, okay, we got into the practice squad last year, and you could tell he was really excited about – the op- what he could do on yeah. special teams, that he could be a core special teams guy. And so he was hesitant at first to talk about him. And then he uh, in the course of the... Con- you know, he's such a uh, fossil... He such couldn't a help himself. He's, he's so excited <laughs> about fossil him. Could that could not help himself. Yeah. And so... Uh, and you know he was going to play in these preseason mm-hmm. games. Word was going to get out on him, and yeah. sure enough, the first preseason game, first drive of the game, he picks off Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, so the cat's out of the bag. Yeah,
1: and good, good guy, and a willing special teams player too, by mm-hmm. the way. So yeah, uh, but the amazing l- l- thing l- 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 about
2: l- it is when, and he talked about it uh, the other day, uh, is. I mean, you look at this safety group and there, you talk about no room in the end, you know, and there doesn't appear to be any yeah. room at the end there. Yeah. But uh, with your starting trio, but uh, with him and Marquise Bell, they've got uh, not only special teams value, but they can go play down in the box and sub packages too. So uh, when I talked to Dan Quinn uh, the other
1: day, I said, little thin at linebacker. You only got four on the team. I said, what happens if Van Der Esch or uh, Damone Clark get hurt? And he goes, well, we'll play Parsons mm-hmm. more at linebacker. We talked about this uh, right? Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. And and he said also that that, that was the plan anyway, mm-hmm. even though he did a lot of pass rush stuff in training camp, they were thinking of using him more at linebacker. And he said, and then we got our couple big safeties that can help us at linebacker. And we talked about that too right? as well. Right? So yeah. He confirmed what we talked about yeah, on Tuesday, yeah. mm-hmm. so which isn't between, to say
2: that uh, if there was a an injury that was multiple weeks, that right. There are there are veteran inside linebackers out there that they could go That's right, to, right?
1: Exactly, you know? and and Harper actually played pretty well in that last preseason mm-hmm. game. Now they kept him for special teams purposes, but uh, you know he he did all right. So anyway, uh, yeah, so. With only four there, it's like, ooh, that's pretty iffy. Mm-hmm. Because usually you usually want to keep six linebackers. But I didn't think they had six to keep on what they had now.
2: So, okay. Uh, because need- they gave up on Jabril Cox. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we need to get to the cornerback. Yes. Let's let go. But first off, Hunter Lipke made the team. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> and, and when we convened on Friday – Someone in the room said my pick to click was Hunter Lipke in yeah. that game. Somebody, when I said that, when I said that, <laughs> when I said that, when I said that, I didn't think he would click to the point that he would make the fifty-three man no, roster. You didn't. <laughs> I thought, you, I thought you No, meant I that meant color. in that game because yeah. there wouldn't be anybody that was on the fifty-three man roster basically playing in that That's game. True. And That's true. he goes into that game and he makes the fifty-three. Um, out of, coming out of that game. You know, and, and we
1: talked about it. I think they finally brought it up in the press conference today about how Mike McCarthy used John Kuhn uh, as a fullback, one-back, special teams guy. He made the Pro Bowl. Uh, yeah, and, and and he burned the Cowboys pretty badly, too, yeah. in one game, that he likes a fullback. And so this kid was versatile enough, and he showed it in the game, that they said, all right, not only can they use him as a lead blocker a one back a guy that can catch the ball but i'll guarantee you he'll be a very willing special teams guy too so yeah and
3: he's got his teammate here right from, uh, north dakota for, for state. one
1: year they yeah. were together north dakota state one game, game. It one game right one yeah, yeah. game
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> never mind on that one
4: <laughs> so
1: it, i mean i if you look at the fifty three as they as they did it, and then made the adjustments uh, yesterday. I, I mean, there really wasn't a surprise. Well, and then, was there? Well, well, Sean I mean, McEwen.
2: We we sat here on uh, right. Tuesday and said, well, you started going down the tight ends. I said, oh, you keep four tight ends, You right. keep no. four tight. and McEwen is on the practice squad, right? And but to the point of Lipke. He can do some of those things that they were using McEwen as in the backfield, or he can be trained to do that right? Um, as a lead blocker or an H-back type in the backfield, too. Uh, but McEwen is here to stay for the season. He's yes. just on the practice squad to and start things off. And I think
1: maybe at some point last year or the year before, he was on the practice right. squad and for a while. Was, the deal. He,
3: was he? Was he?
1: Yeah, I think so. He,
3: here's and the then deal. they elevated him a couple times. I always thought he, he was always on. There
2: are so many tight ends that are like McEwen, like others, that – are out on the street as free agents right now that are going to get signed a week from now or whatever. You make uh, it sound so bad out on the streets. No, I'm just saying like that. I'm say, no, no, I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying that you have the ability to get him to the practice squad because there are a whole bunch of options out there and coaches like coaching the guys they've been coaching mm-hmm. for the last six months yeah and so uh, that, it was a good play i think by the cowboys that he wasn't going to get picked up because uh, there's an abundance of tight ends out there so he's, and if he did get picked up you can find another one
1: he started last season on the practice squad and then they activated him october 29th there so you go. they're kind of doing the same thing okay. with this year uh, and, and the same thing with sort of the deal with C.J. Goodwin. You're thinking, okay, these guys are with us. We're telling them you're with us. Don't go anywhere. And then at some point somebody gets hurt and you have an opening on the practice squad. Um, I, I was somewhat surprised, and I'm going to leave this to Bill, by the way, that they got something for Kelvin Joseph. <laughs> My guy, man,
2: I'm gonna miss him. Why are you get, giving it to me? Because you're gonna say Noah's last <laughs> I'm, name I'm <laughs>
1: properly.
2: Igbenogany.
1: Yes, and I got it right uh, here. It's Ig- actually ba- easy. To, it's it,
2: it's actually it rolls off the tongue very easily. Igbenogony. Igbenogany. Mm-hmm. Igbenogany. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Igbenogany. <laughs> um So, what do you think of that? And Igbinogony. Uh, is first, he any
3: better than He was a first he round. Did, so. He was a first round draft the first pick round the year pick, before not a in 2020.
1: <laughs> and he doesn't have a CD out. Uh,
2: and he's you know, yes, yeah.
1: uh, and he's out of Miami. <laughs> Cuz that's where Joseph was going to do his rap stuff, okay. right? In Miami. <laughs> okay. Um, didn't know that one. Yeah. So when I answered the question on I think Twitter X or whatever you want to call it, and I said it was trading a bag of peanuts for a bag of walnuts. Yeah, I saw that. That
3: was that was pretty funny.
1: Pretty good, huh? So
3: is the guy any good then? I They
1: didn't want him. Well. They wanted to get wanted something to, for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. They didn't just release him. I mean, it's like San Francisco. They didn't want Trey right, Lance. Right. He was no going to be more than the th- third quarterback. Mm-hmm. and So it's like, oh, maybe we can
3: get something for him. So he just gave up on my boy, huh? Uh, yeah. All that talent, all that.
1: And I tell you potential what, potential good plays. Just watching him out there, mm-hmm. boy, he throws a pretty pass, and he's got it. Not only is he going to about Trey Lance. Okay, okay. yeah, he's still I thought we, we were
0: still talking about cornerbacks. I, no, no, no.
3: <laughs> okay, I
1: was. <laughs> no, you said, and they got something for him. Yeah, I thought you meant, Chase, San no. Francisco. No, oh. no. I was on the wrong way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Igbenogany is throwing passes out there. Why is he?" Well, out no there wonder they passes? got something for him. Yeah, <laughs> he's here already
1: too. Is by he? the way, uh, no, Trey Lance. So I got to mm-hmm. uh, chat with him yesterday in the locker room, and it uh, seems I like I got a an idea. Real. I got
2: an idea. <laughs> Take a break <laughs> Take and, you know, and we'll and, talk, and, talk yeah, about <laughs> right. and We're going to talk That wasn't your idea. Was and I got something idea. to add on Noah Igbenogany, too. Okay. Okay? And Mickey is going to say the name, Noah Igbenogany, <laughs> Igbenogany when we're back here on Mix Shots. Igbenogany.
1: We got
5: <laughs> it. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they
1: snap it to Prescott, who
2: looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down.
5: Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust.
6: Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org.
4: Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite and the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
0: Back, back to mixed shots.
1: Cape Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. The official? Official. Official.
2: Yeah. official. That's crazy. <laughs> now, who did the Cowboys trade for? Ig Benagony. <laughs> <laughs> you stumble there, but not, not, no, it's not, good, though. It's that's not, not bonagamy. It's benagony. benagony. Yeah. Ig, ig- there Benagony. Ig yeah. Benagony. Just call him Noah. Mm. That's what I'm doing. Iggy. Yeah. I'm doing. Oh, there you go. That's another Iggy. one there. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, uh, sounds like he is a high-character guy. And he's more of an outside corner than a slot corner, mm-hmm. which is what they were mm-hmm. looking for. Okay, because they figured they had enough guys in the. Slot. Now, oh, that was the other th- significant thing that happened was that Jordan Lewis got activated from pup. He did start starting the season on pup, so he is on the fifty three, and we'll see if he's ready to go a week from Sunday against the Giants. And if he's, have he, you he, been
1: looking he, at his, his progress he, at all? He, well, he's out there. He's yeah. practiced these last two days. Uh, yesterday they weren't in pads. Today they are.
2: Um, Explain he, that uh, about Deshaun Wright as well. He went on IR after he was on the fifty-three. Right. So and, it's a it, with uh, and Matt ex-
1: Willetzko. and Matt Willetzko,
2: and so they can return uh, in four weeks from
1: now. But by leaving Joseph, I'm uh, not Joseph Lewis on the fifty-three. Even if he's not ready to play, they're betting on he's ready to play sooner than the four weeks he would have to spend on IR. Or and on when you're part. on IR. Uh, you can't practice with the team. You okay. can't be out there other than to do rehab. Mm-hmm. Really, not supposed to be in meetings either. and so. they,
2: and the significant thing on it was they had to clean. They they had to put him on the fifty three because he he was he did not participate in training camp. Yeah. He was on pup right. to start training camp, and so he could stay on pup regular season pup, which would uh, keep him out the first month of the season. But they feel strong enough about uh, his rehab that he's going to return sometime within the next month. He's running awfully well. Uh, The other guy they kept on
1: the 53 that's not practicing is Donovan Wilson. Uh, He's out there doing his rehab. Uh, What's wrong with Donovan? Uh, it was a high hamstring strain, hmm. uh, like almost right behind the knee where it, and it attaches. It was like the first day. Where came. the high hamstring? That's there's a there's a word for the muscle there that I cannot pronounce. I, th-
3: I would think that high hamstring would be closer towards the the buttocks area as opposed to down by the knee. No, it's your hamstring,
1: not yeah. your calf. I mean, a high. I said hamstring. Yes, night. you did. Calf. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. No, yeah. There you go. No. Sorry. No problem. It was a high calf injury. I hate those. Oh, God. Yeah. That's where the muscle is. Yeah. And uh, so um, I don't know if he's – I'm thinking he's not practicing today. It. it they would be hard-pressed to say, okay, you get two, one padded practice next week, and you're ready to play in the game on Sunday.
2: and So that's the other part of keeping the extra safeties, too. Right. That's because Donovan Wilson, we don't know when he's coming back. Mm-hmm. But they did keep, you know, they kept Eric Scott, the
1: young. This is still a young roster if you look at it. Uh, the, they kept all eight draft choices, uh, at least initially. We'll see where it goes from here. Well, my, my pick to click was uh, Bo was Bohanna on the list? Let me see. Uh, uh, no, he got cut, and I didn't see anybody claim him hmm. or sign him to a that practice was my pick squad. To
2: click. All right, uh, tell me about Trey Lance. You wanted to talk about
1: Trey? Oh, Lance. Trey Lance, yes. Uh, so, got a chance to just kind of talk casually with him yesterday. Seems like a really upstanding guy, good personality. Uh, when he did his interview the other day, he looked people in the eye uh and, and he seems to just have a very good healthy outlook uh on things and he knew about the history of the team he knew about you know McCarthy with quarterbacks uh and uh I was impressed with that part and the other thing I was impressed with if you go back and read what took place in San Francisco after they traded him Everybody couldn't say enough about him, how he handled uh, the entire situation, Uh, from the head coach to the general manager uh, to Kittle, the tight end, and even uh, Garoppolo had really good things to say about him and basically said, the guy just needs an opportunity, he can play. So. Uh, I, I was really impressed with him. You know what? He's sort of built like Dak. Mm-hmm. You know how Dak's got them thick yeah. legs? Yeah. Same thing. Uh, he's a little taller, and boy, does he have an arm. Now, I don't, and, and I don't mean just throwing the ball. Yeah. He's got a, a huge <laughs> arm, right? So, uh, you know, we'll see how it turns out, but first impressions, pretty good. For, at least from
2: my standpoint. I'll tell you what, uh, let's take a break and uh, let's come back in uh, just a moment here on uh, mix shots.
6: The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org.
4: Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite and the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And
2: they snap at the Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down.
5: Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands.
1: The 2023 Dallas Cowboys season at AT AT&T Stadium is right around the corner, and limited single-game tickets are available now. Don't miss your chance to see your Cowboys live at AT AT&T Stadium when they host the NFC East rival Eagles, Giants, and Commanders, plus playing the Jets, Patriots, Rams, Seahawks, and Lions. Visit dallascowboys.com slash tickets or seatgeek.com. .com, the
2: official ticketing provider
1: of AT&T
2: Stadium, and welcome back to Mick Shot, Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, and Everson Walls. And the uh, Cowboys have just announced this: former Cowboys executive Gil Brandt passed away at the age of ninety-one this morning. Ninety-one years. As uh, Nick Harris, I'm reading from Nick Harris's story on DallasCowboys.com. Gil. As you all know, served as the vice president of player personnel for the Cowboys from 1960 to 1988. After graduating from the University of Wisconsin, Brandt first broke into scouting, working part-time for the Rams. 1958, first full-time opportunity with the 49ers before making the move to Dallas. Take a job as the chief talent scout with the Cowboys. 28 years With the Cowboys, made an impact on scouting still felt in the game today. Credited Mm -hmm. for the introduction of computers and scouting and evaluation, along with the drafting of players such as Roger Staubach, Herschel Walker, also credited for the undrafted pickups of Drew Pearson, Cliff Harris, and Everson Walls. Mm. Jerry Jones on the passing of Gil Brandt. We are so deeply saddened by the passing of Gil Brandt, a true icon and pioneer of our sport. Gill was at the very core of the early success of the Dallas Cowboys and continued to serve as a great ambassador for the organization for decades beyond that. His contributions cemented his spot in the Ring of Honor. He was my friend and a mentor not only to me, but to countless executives, coaches, players, and broadcasters across the National Football League, which rightfully earned him a spot in the Pro Football Hall of Fame where his legacy will be celebrated forever. He was an innovator and set the standard for excellence in player acquisition from the creation of the NFL Combine to revolutionizing the NFL Draft. Gil finished his over-six-decade NFL career with an eye towards the future of the league and teaching fans about the sport he loved as a radio broadcaster. Gil was as good a storyteller as he gets, with a memory <laughs> as sharp as a tack. His dedication to and passion for this game left a lasting impact on generations of Hall of Fame players and coaches. There are very few people that have been able to have the kind of generational impact that he did. Gill was as dedicated to growing this league and sport as anyone ever was, and we are all grateful and better for it. Our hearts go out to Gill's wife, Sarah, mm-hmm. his son, Hunter, and all of Gill's family and friends. And one of those guys he discovered, Everson Walls.
3: That's right, man. I just uh, talked with, I just texted Doug Williams. He had no idea because uh, uh, Gil was on the Black College Hall of Fame board. And so he, I saw him every year in Atlanta uh, when we give out the awards for Black College Hall of Fame. So, yeah, he, he was always still connected to the HBCUs. I used to tease him all the time and tell him we were, uh, we were just like cheap labor for him. <laughs> so he always, he, he always <laughs> let me uh, uh, unleash on his radio show uh, whenever he had me on. And uh, he was always a good sport about it. So, no, Gil Brand, he will be missed. I just uh, texted uh Dennis Thurman, Dexter Clinkscale, Michael Downs and Bill Bates as well to let them know. And of course Dex- Dexter Klinkscale got back with me said he was devastated as well. So yeah, he will be missed and uh you know, he was in the end he was trying to do the best he could, you know, to make sure the HBCUs were recognized uh throughout the NFL.
2: By the way, Everson, the um media is here this morning because the locker room is open. I think you should make your way over there. And I think uh, it would be great to, for everyone to hear Everson talk Mm -hmm. about Gil. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Gil, uh, protected the Cowboys money. Like it was his own. Yeah. If you talk to anybody that had to negotiate a contract with him, right. Uh, he was tough, but we had gotten word uh, early in training camp that, uh, he was uh, in bad shape and mm-hmm. he was struggling. Uh, he had g- kind of gone down this this last year uh, to the point where he was not returning phone calls or he wasn't doing any more interviews. Yeah. So you knew it had to be bad if Gil Brandt didn't want to talk, mm-hmm. right? Because that was, you know, him and Larry Lacewell, two peas in a pod yeah. about uh, talking and telling stories and uh yeah he was uh he always wanted to help other people too and he did you he know, did you right. know I, I can tell the first time i ever had an inter, in, interaction uh with gil it would have been the early 80s when i was working in jackson mississippi and i just out of the blue said i need to talk to this gil brant and i called him right mm-hmm. left a message and was like oh well it's the cowboys right mm-hmm. By God, he called me back. I Mm -hmm. forgot what the question was or what the story was. It was something about the draft. And he called back and gave me the time of day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And then when you get here, you you better, if you ask him a question, you better carve out 10 or 15 minutes because uh, (laughs) it'll turn into another story. right? But he was, you know, here's the hard part now the people that know this organization Mm -hmm. from the 60s and it really into the 70s they're no longer with us right right the three guys that that did the deal with tom tex and gill now Mm gill passed away really the only guy to go to for historical questions is joe bailey who was Texas' right hand man as Mm -hmm. a vice president and he's still sharp and he he I forgot which documentary that just deep blue that just showed. Uh you know, he answered a bunch of questions on on, on I think it was probably Chuck Holley. Mm-hmm. Uh but we're we're losing people that have the knowledge of the beginning of this franchise. You know. Now and,
3: you gotta go to some of the players. I mean, you got Roger and, and Right and Drew Pearson, you know, guys like that who But really, they're doing uh, Drew's
1: still pretty sharp. Yeah, Uh, doing Tom's. uh, But some of the other guys are kind of, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I mean, Chuck Holley was a prime example. You know, wasn't healthy enough to attend the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction.
3: Bob Lilly's still. Bob's still pretty
1: sharp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a it's a real shame. And and the
2: other thing with Gill and is. jerry alluded to in his statement there i mean uh, how active he was when most people are long past long past retirement age mm-hmm. you know all the mm-hmm. way to 90 years old for 10 and, years uh,
1: right doing stuff with nfl radio and uh, and he was even and when, writing
2: and and so stuff involved too. in the draft in the whole right. pro- the draft process and inviting players uh, to whether it was in New York or one of the cities, you know, and, and being such a part of plays. it. You
5: remember he
3: was yeah. in the mountains somewhere, and he got shot at you Remember that? <laughs> no, no, I no, do not. Know, no, out. yeah. He was on some yeah, fishing trip right. or something. He and his wife were driving together. And some, That's right. a sniper. Yeah. We're shooting at people on the road. Randomly. Yeah. He was like,
4: ah.
1: Didn't have anything <laughs> <Yeah>. against Gil. <laughs> no, nothing personal against Gil.
2: <laughs> so, Everson, tell us uh, when you first met Gil and when where. Uh, back in the.
3: Oh, I, I remember my do first you... conversation.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, he had brought, uh, I believe it was. I can't remember if it was Wooten or if it was uh, Jethro Pugh sent him down, You know, because it was just going to be a free agent contract at Grambling. I was undrafted. They, I knew I wasn't going to get drafted after the first round. The first day was done. And they uh, yeah, offered me $1,500 signing bonus. I'm like, okay, if I'm getting this crappy contract here, <laughs> I was going to think it was thirty dollars or something for the, for the year. And uh, $1,500 signing bonus. So I said, look, I want more signing bonus. So he puts Gil on the phone. And Gill's just stonewalled me and I got used to that. That was a conversation that, that went okay, on for, okay, what that, that went on for thirteen so years. So that was
2: nineteen eighty one. Yeah. Okay. And that's when I started in my business. That was the spring of so, so your pay in nineteen eighty one was thirty two five. Thirty two five. You know, my pay was twelve thousand dollars a year. <laughs> I had to work. I had to work eight hours of overtime to get to a uh, uh, per week to get to twelve thousand dollars. I got and paid I still, five dollars and two cents an hour you, as you a college graduate. You had to move graduate. out, though, right? You had to move out. Your Down mom's to I was in Lubbock. I actually
3: yeah. had the luxury of staying with my mom. Oh, there you so, go. Yeah, I, I was on pay my pay own. Rent, so they yeah, gave.
2: But the, look at the difference. Here was the lowest possible paying job for a college graduate was my job. Right? Okay. <laughs> And you, as an NFL player, were making only $20,000 more than I was. That's right. <laughs> and, that
1: oh, and I was signing, pretty
3: good at what I did. You said you sucked in college. So. That signing
1: bonus was three times uh, more than what Drew Pearson got. That's true. His was 500 Yeah, he said he spent his all on the party that night. No, here's what he did. He, he tells the story about they gave him $500, and he goes, and I had just enough gas to get to the hotel to sign the contract. And so I needed gas and decided that we were going to have a party at the dorm, right? So when he got home, uh, he had just gotten married, and his wife goes, how much did you get to sign? And he goes, 250 <laughs> That's funny. He's, 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 and, and, and I can't tell you how many guys— Told the story oh, about the first, I think it might have been Walt Garrison. Uh, talking about Gil, you know, giving him a signing bonus. And he said, yeah, and it was so small. And he goes, and what Gil would do is he would pull all this cash out of his <laughs> pocket. He goes, but they were all ones. <laughs> so he acted like he had this big roll of yeah. money, right? And he, okay, here, here's your signing bonus, right? Yeah, uh, but he, there are so was many Gil known. stories. He was, he was known
3: for being a hard ass. Yeah. Just,
1: you know, and then he blamed it on. We don't
3: want to disrespect his legacy, he was known for being a hard ass. He would blame it on yes. text too. Yeah. All yeah. the time. Yeah, everybody Tom.
1: passed the buck. Those those three, yeah. They passed the buck all the time between each other. Danny White, Danny White tells the story about you know, when he first got here, for those first four years, he was the punter. Yeah. And so when he ended up getting the quarterback job after Roger retired in eighty, he was still punting. And so in eighty one Uh, He went to Gil and said, hey, you know, I'm kind of doing two things here. Um, He goes, don't you think I deserve a raise? And Gil said, well, (laughs) you know, we'll see. And he goes, and you're probably not punting this year. Well, he punted that year Of course he did. (laughs) So they went through the same thing the next year. And uh, Gil tells him, well, I I think that's a good point. Go talk to Tom about it. Mm-hmm. So he went to talk to Tom about it, saying, you know, I'm doing this and this. And, you know, and I am the quarterback. And Tom goes, well, Danny, he goes, you know, in my day, uh, the more <laughs> you can do to help a team win, the better off we're all at. Oh, man. And, and Danny goes, I had no answer. Yeah, so, I had, I had you know, no answer. But they,
3: they, they, were, they, right? were my, they were my introduction to corporate America.
1: Did you know of him before? of course
3: the draft like of course I grew up here yeah Yeah, I knew knew who he was was. I was still mad at him for getting rid of uh, at that time they just got rid of uh, Rayfield Wright
1: oh when they let him go at the end of the Cowboy fan
3: I knew all about the organization so Mm -hmm. I knew what was going on and I was very upset about that Uh, at the time when I was at Grambling I I thought I was going to be a good football player I thought I could probably make it to the next next level so yeah I knew all about the organization itself Uh, by the way uh, Dennis Thurman uh, of Thurman Steves just mm-hmm. just sent the R-I-P-G-B, exclamation point, with uh, prayer hands. So uh, everybody's, you know, sending in their condolences. But, now Gil Brandt, everybody knows it. Uh, I, I remember recently, I think, well, within the last 10, 15 years, talked with Charlie Waters about Gil Brandt. And they had done an interview together, Charlie and Gil. And, you know, Charlie is very intense to this day, still very intense. And, uh, you know, Gil kind of makes light of the little tricks and stuff that he used to do back in the day. But Charlie was not happy about that. So Charlie's like, he's getting pissed off on the interview itself. You know, I mean, this was like around 15 years ago. So, uh, yeah, Gil, he left some, you know, he left some marks. He left some stains on some people. i say some tire tracks on some people as he kind of rolled over us during the uh, negotiations.
2: You know, Charlie Waters is a good example, though, of a guy, Gill he could see uh, the ability, even if you played a different position or if you played a different sport, mm-hmm. how it might be able to translate to the NFL. And Charlie Waters, who... Uh, Quarterback. Was a quarterback at Clemson. And he was, we all think of, we link Charlie and Cliff together. Well, Cliff, of course, was an undrafted guy out of Washita Baptist. Well, Charlie was a third round draft pick out of Clemson in 1970, 66 pick in the draft. Mm -hmm. But he was, he played, he converted over to uh, safety. He had to.
1: Yeah, right. Well, you know, you know what happened with him his rookie year? uh, It was cut down day. And Jim Myers, at the time, was the, the Turk. He would tell people they got cut. And he came in. Oh, God, Jim Myers and, is the worst person to, to have that job. And he came in and told Charlie, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Charlie, but uh, you didn't make it. Yep. And, and, and Charlie Waters was devastated, right? He what am I going to do the rest of my life? And he said this went on for a couple hours before he started packing his stuff up. And Myers comes back a couple hours later and he goes, uh, uh, Charlie, we made a mistake. We didn't cut you. We made a mistake. We made yeah. a mistake. We didn't cut you. Right. And, and, he, and, and Charlie said something, started cussing, like, oh,
4: can
3: you
1: do that to me? And Meyer says, don't talk to me like that.
3: <laughs> He's Sergeant Carter. Right. That's like sending
1: Sergeant Carter from Goma Powell around to tell And I'm sure Gill had something cut. to do with how they made the mistake of who they were cutting mm-hmm. or whatever. And to
2: clarify on Waters, he was a quarterback to start his career at Clemson and then he was an all conference wide receiver right. and moved to defense. Actually, that and then he you, know. you got the the basketball players from Cornell Green to Yeah. Preston Pearson was a college mm-hmm. basketball that's player. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he definitely knew the
3: athlete or Billy Joe Dupree. Uh-huh. I mean, come on, they had he definitely knew Everson Walls. I have a feeling. And, and besides feel- you other HBCU guys too. I got yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I got to say I still don't think he thought I was going to make the team. <laughs> I'm sorry. I cannot see him being that, that type of genius. And if he did think I was going to make the team, I surely should have been paid more money to entice me to come since he knew so much.
1: So we only
2: have – I mean, we're out of time here.
1: Let but- me tell one more story. Okay. It's a typ- typical Gill thing because he always knows somebody, right? Leroy Jordan, part of his uh, signing bonus uh, out of Alabama – was he wanted this fancy kind of Cadillac car, something that he always wanted. And Gil goes, okay. So instead of getting the car, he probably saved money and got it from somebody he knew here, and he was going to drive it to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, uh, to deliver it to uh, Leroy Jordan. And somewhere in the middle of Mississippi, he's driving at night, and he hits a cow, And and totals the car, basically, (laughs) right? And he was close enough to Mississippi State where he knew the head coach at the time or whatever, and uh, they came and got him and put him up. And the next day, the police came because the guy who owned the cows uh, was going to charge him for manslaughtering the cow, right? But because he knew the person— At Mississippi State, they got him out of whatever trouble he was going to be in. He goes, but the worst part was I had to call Leroy and tell him about that car. We'll get it to you a little bit later. He told the car. Killed the cow. Killed the cow. And he drove it there himself. He didn't hire somebody to go do it. <laughs> That's right? unusual. Right? That's when he was young. Right? That's when he was young.
2: But you just think of the you know 20 years from 1965 to 85 where the Cowboys were making the playoffs every year and the impact that Gil Brandt had on that. And killing the draft. Mm-hmm. Because back in the day,
1: the people in the NFL didn't think it was a big deal, mm-hmm. the draft. Like, they weren't prepared for it. He told me when he went into that first one in 1961, um, he he said that everybody walked in with their Street and Smith magazines Mm because it was the college preview, (laughs) right? So they were picking names out of there. No one was scouting anybody, right? And he goes in. It was Street
2: and Smith magazine was like from the the summer before, right? right. Going into their senior year, yes, well, but the draft was in November. Remember, right? Oh,
1: wow, and. and, uh, and he said, and back then, you know, they didn't have, like, phone. Everybody wasn't hooked up to a phone, right? So when you drafted a guy, you had to go out in the hallway, get on the pay phone, and so you had to show up for the draft with your Street and Smith and rolls of quarters so you could get on the pay phone mm-hmm. and make phone calls. <laughs> and that's how they got a hold of guys. It's uh, changed a little, hasn't yeah, it? Been? it
2: has. Well, um... We're out of time here, but uh, there are so many that we can go getting, on and I know. on.
3: I'm getting so many. Yeah. I put it on my my family WhatsApp. Yeah. Everybody's so surprised. Major Cowboy fans in the family still. Yeah. yeah.
2: But what, what a legacy and uh, what a guy. Uh, and um, and a reason influences.
1: why he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame.
2: Because yeah. some of these stories that
1: we're telling here, people – are going to go in and say, oh, I remember this mm-hmm. about that guy. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank God he went in before yes, he passed. exactly. You know. All right, that does it for this edition of uh, Mix Shots. Uh, have a great uh, holiday weekend. We're back uh, next week. It's a regular season schedule, right, Mickey? Oh, we are on uh-huh. Labor
1: Day on Monday, aren't we, already? Uh,
2: yeah, it's Labor Day is Monday, that's We're right. We're not doing Monday, are we?
1: Uh, I don't believe so. Tuesday. Tuesday. I, We're won't back be on t- I won't be here Tuesday. We're, either. Yeah. Whoa.
2: What? The <laughs> well, season's starting. All right, Gil Brandt. <laughs> Doesn't start till Wednesday forever oh, since. Cowboys right. Wednesday. All right, so that does it for this edition of Mix Shots. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. All right, R.I.P. Gil Brandt and go, Cowboys.
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
4: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!